At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Chelsea back to their best with a 2-0 victory over Tottenham. Manchester City's 12-match win streak comes to an end at Southampton. Liverpool closed the gap between them and City at the top after their triumph at Palace. Man United into fourth place thanks to Rashford's stoppage time winner against West Ham. Arsenal failed to capitalise against Burnley at the Emirates, and we assess the bottom of the table after crucial wins for Norwich and Newcastle. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. All right, Robbie, my friend, mm. um, bit of a crazy weekend, a lot of weird stuff going on in and around the games, and drones yeah. and helicopters and <laughs> nets lights getting going broken, out and lights things. going out. Yeah, so there's lots of, lots mm. of stuff going on. Um, of course, we'll focus on the football, on the top of those topics list. Yeah was, of course, the uh, the big game of the weekend, mate, this derby, London derby. Um, just re- before we get to the games, oh, yeah. mate, can I just quickly say, because obviously I missed last Thursday. I know you had uh, Stevie Bauer, a good friend of ours, love oh, the podcast, yeah, yeah. talking about things with him. Just that I was away in Kansas City, a very cold Kansas City, at the US Soccer Coaches Convention. I just want to say I was down there in, in the network of uh, uh, the American soccer scene that, that you'll know about. You were involved with coaching at uh, one of the colleges in, in Boston. But just to... Say hi and thanks to all the uh, listeners and watchers we have in the football community, mate. There's so many of them, so many oh, people great. doing good work, all wanting to say say hi to the other Robbie. We love the podcast, we love what you do, we love how you grow in the game, we love the interest from the game. And it was really interesting, Rob. So one of the big things that I, I'll say I would take away is a lot of coaches said to me, could you start to think about how you can connect our kids more to the action? So... It was really interesting, and there was a few expats, people who've, who've lived, maybe some people in, in, in from South America, that part of the world, but were saying in those territories, kids will sit and watch games all the time and watch and learn. They, there's a bit of a feel that the American kid doesn't quite do that in the same way, and, and they were all asking and saying, listen, there's any way we can help you or you can help us connect our, our young players to watching the games, that would be a great thing for us. So, again, just wanted to chuck it out there. I want to say thanks to people, but it's something we might want to think about move, moving forward. Maybe some content that content that's a little bit more kid friendly. And, and I know one of the, the uh, networks has been working with is it Nickelodeon in the NFL, and they've been yeah. putting on things like that. And it's a yeah. way of maybe attract kids. I'm not saying we go that far, but it's an interesting conversation of how we might make something a little bit more child friendly so kids who are playing the game and these absolutely millions of them all over the country might tune into the best league in the world it's funny rob because um I, i'm not i'm not surprised that that was that comment was made i mm. mean we've both been here a long time now many years in in america and yeah. uh we all see the amount of kids that play it's, it's incredible yeah. but mm. the, the the same kids don't watch that much actually when i yeah. coached at, at youth levels 
I coach at college level as well. I mean, the college kids are a little different, but mm. sometimes the kids are younger. Don't don't watch it, and that's what you're talking yeah. about. Find a yeah. way mm. to get the kids to, to tune in a little bit more and watch more games, mm. uh, Premier League games, where they'll learn yeah. stuff. I mean, that's what Absolutely. coaches said to me. Like, there's so much to learn and enjoy about it. Um, there, there, were, there were a couple of suggestions. Maybe a youth tournament that somehow involves the teams. Maybe something more digital. Or, you know, is, is there some action that you could freeze and say, you know, what does Salah do here? Option A, B or C? What's the best option? Why? You know, yeah. just some way of connecting those kids. I thought it was fascinating and, and loved the conversations. And again, listen, we might be able to sit down with some of our bosses sometime and, and just talk talk something through. We did at the LA Fan Fest, Rob. We had a, little, we had a kick around, didn't we, with some yeah. young kids yeah. from, from a local right. club. Yeah. And, and a few of those were there, actually. Maybe a little bit yeah. more of that Fan Fest where kids can get mm. involved more. Maybe come onto the set. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'd love to do that. So yeah, no, I, I listen. That's lovely to hear. You know, people mm. are listening and watching. They enjoy what we do. Yeah. Um, it's so great that you could go there, Rob, and, and meet a few people and mm. um, say hi. Um, yeah, good shout. Nice to hear that, mate. Nice to hear. I hope you had yeah. a good time. Yeah, excellent. Right, back to the back to the big stuff. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea mm. two, Tottenham yeah. nil. Um, yeah. Just quickly on the teams, Rob. I mean. Spurs a little bit beat up with midweek game, of course. Um, great win against Leicester late. A lot of, uh, I think Lucas Moura had a knock. Not sure, yeah. uh, Regalong and um, who's the right fullback? Emerson Royal wasn't playing, and Rob. Yeah, yeah. We know is injured. It was a bit of a, and he said it in his pre match press conference and Antonio uh, Conte that it was a bit of an emergency team lineup. Yeah, yeah. Throwing a team out there. So it always gave the impetus, I thought, to Chelsea to have advantage to win this game. And they went with yeah. the 4-3-3, something different for Antonio Conte. Mm. And I enjoyed how different they looked, actually. You yeah. know, I said it on the show, like, I thought the football was a little quicker. I thought mm. a, li- a little bit more urgent to get the ball up to Lukaku, mm. get him involved, play him in behind a couple of times with some of those early balls in the game. Didn't get his goal, Lukaku, but more involved. Yeah. He looked like he enjoyed the game a little bit more. And... Uh, Fully deserved their 2 0 victory, Rob, with an incredible, wonderful goal from Hakim Ziyech. That's one of those moments where, you know, kind of time stands still a little bit. I I think it did for Hugo Lloris, the goalkeeper, anywhere near to it. Um, Brilliant, brilliant goal. Thiago Silva with the second goal, Rob. And Mm. and I continue to just be amazed at Thiago Silva, 37 Mm. years of age, immaculate defensively. Immaculate on the ball, chips up. That's his third Premier League goal, Rob, by the way. Yeah. From centre back. Yeah, yeah. The dangerous from corner kicks, aren't they? Yeah. And an important day for Thomas Tuchel, and there's a little bit of yeah. pressure on. Mm. And it's like, well, come on then. If you're, if you're all that, you've got to find a way to get Chelsea out of this little funk. And I thought uh, today was a big day for uh, Thomas Tuchel. Yeah, it was interesting because I heard Tuchel after the game, Rob, and it was interesting that he, he, he did mention the little bit and, he, and he's put out there, you know, fatigue and tiredness has, has had its effect on the group and he changed his system a little bit. And he, and he said something that was really interesting, Rob, because he said, you know, it was a day when I, re- I recognised that we're not quite as confident in possession as we have been in other parts, other times of the season, which I thought was quite telling. So he's almost saying we're not quite at it, you know, mm-hmm. However, they, they played in the system in place. So maybe a little change of system, sometimes freshen things up. I thought Ziak, as you said, I thought was outstanding first off for the goal. The goal is, is a piece of brilliance. It's like the Ziak we saw at Ajax that could dominate games. Saw him play against Chelsea a couple of times in the Champions League. And, and, and you know, he dips inside and can see a pass, can score a goal. 
thought Hudson Adoy showed us that he can be a bit of a game changer on that on that um, left hand side against Tanganga. Gave him all kinds of problem. Helped in, in yeah. the goal. Um, but it was interesting that Tuchel felt that a little change freshened things up. And as you say, they played a little bit more penetrative football, a bit more forward than we've seen. It was a little bit more, I thought, running off the ball, trying to go beyond the ball a little bit. Yeah. And it made them it made them more dangerous and it gave them a different look. And, and the balance looked quite, quite nice. And I just wanted to mention, and he, he was close to winning my underappreciated player of the week. And he, he's, he's a little kind of pain in the butt full-back, centre-back, wing-back. He's captain of Chelsea Football Club and he's Aspilicueta. And I've got to tell you, mate, yes, they're missing Rhys James's dynamic play and, and, and Chilwell on the other side. And yes, there's so many others who are better passers about that. But this guy, I know, he, he's still a bit of the heartbeat of this Chelsea team. And he gets his, 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 his teammates when he needs to and he gets at opponents and he stands up for his team and he has words with the referee. Mm. And he's another Rob who I think sometimes slightly goes under the radar how important he is to this Chelsea team as it's starting to, to, to groove into you know, Tuchel's team. And maybe in the future, Aspilicueta is not going to be a big part of that, but he's still got a big role to play right now, I think. Uh, it's an interesting shout. and I think there's a few moments in this game where he's he's feisty too, isn't he? He could be yeah, nasty. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. He stands up for himself. Bergwijn and whatever, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you think about him, Thiago Silva, Antonio mm. Rudiger. Yeah. I mean, that's proper experience. Yeah, old school experience. Pros, centre back, isn't it? It's going to help mm. some of the younger players at Chelsea um, perform a little bit better. I thought Kovacic and Mason Mount were good in midfield, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Uh, extra license to get forward because of Chelsea. It's normally two holding midfield guys, wing backs, three up front. Um, I just thought they enjoyed something a little different and, and much needed. I think just swinging over to, to Spurs, Rob, and, and Antonio yeah. Conte afterwards was asked by Jeff Shrees, the, the Sky yeah. reporter, you know, because that is what everybody wants to know, is like, what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. in the market and what do yeah. you need? And I think he didn't say a great deal, but you could totally know what Antonio mm. Conte was, was talking about, Rob, where he's saying things like the gap is very big over recent yeah. seasons. The squad quality has gone down. It's not gone up. I've told the club my assessment of the team. They know what I want. I mean, he's basically laid it out, and that's what I thought Spurs needed. Like, it's the mm. truth. Like, yeah. For me, who's done it and won, this is what this, this club needs. Now, you know, we don't expect a ton of signings to come in. I think Adama Troy, Robbie Earl will come in for, for a little over £20 million, pounds, so like $25, $30 million, which I think is worth a go because... Yeah, do I think he's? I mean, he's not in the, in the Wolves team right now, but he's got that. How can, a, how can a guy who can't get in the know. Wolves first eleven improve Spurs? Because I just is... think, Rob, in the end, he'll end up on the bench where we always see him, yeah. and he'll be a twenty-five, thirty-five game-changing man, and that might be what he's been bought for. But to play in a team, mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure he makes their first eleven, mate. To be honest, do you think Antonio Conte is going to get fed up, Rob, with the with this yeah. job? I think he already is. I don't. I don't think he's willy. I think he, he already is, Rob. I think these are. You say just more what he doesn't say than what he does say. He holds his tongue. He talks about players pure, plural than singular in this window, which is going to be so difficult. Yeah. He definitely, if he doesn't get players in the summer, Rob, I think Danny's put it out there a few times. I'm not sure he, he'll, he'll be staying around too long. This guy isn't isn't a 
let's get top six in the Europa League football and think this guy wants to be in there. This guy doesn't want to keep taking his, his Tottenham team to the likes of Chelsea and getting turned over and can't go like for like. And their quality is better and their organisation and their understanding of what they're doing is better. Their individual quality is better than what he's got. He can't live with that team. He doesn't need to be in the, that job. There'll be other big jobs out there, people who take him, Rob. It, it's going to be a real interesting test for Spurs, how ambitious they and Daniel Levy are to keep one of the best managers in the business. It's interesting because Steve Bauer, Rob, on our last episode, was yeah. thought that there would have been a conversation before he signs on the dotted line that, that there will be money spent. It worries you a little bit when you hear afterwards in the same interview, Conte saying, you know, you have to sell and then find yeah. the right players. I think that's yeah. something that he's got to deal with. Like, listen, we've got to sell some players. We can't just keep buy, 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 mm. buy. Mm. And on that, on that topic, before we move on, Rob, um, Delhi, no one near the first team, left yeah. out today. Yeah. Do you think somebody buys him? Is he going to be loaned out? I mean, his future at Spurs looks done and dusted, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. A, that's somebody that you can get off the wage bill or maybe get some, um, some money in to try and, you know, we know that Daniel yeah. Levy and Rebecca made the point today on the show that, you know, Daniel Levy operates late. He operates mm, late yeah, in the transfer yeah. windows, you know, because the negotiating part That's of it. When he gets his, we could his, his see Delhi moving on, deals, maybe yeah. somebody else coming in, apart from Chayo, I think. The big problem for, for, for Delhi, Rob, is we've kept saying, oh, maybe this manager, maybe this manager. We're running out yeah. of managers. The other thing that, that I learned today, Rob, six years, I believe, to that Palace goal. I think it was six years, somebody yeah. said. Oh, is it? That to, Palace goal, yeah. To the Palace goal. That we keep going back to that we keep talking about this kid that, mm. you know, we've not seen. We haven't seen mm. for the last four years, that mm. kid. Mm. Um, is that kid still there? I don't know. Maybe time will tell. My, my gut tells me no, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Um, but, but I think it's time for him to move and the club to sell him mm. and get some money and move yeah. on. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that's, that, that should be absolutely on the cards. Why not? You move it on right now and, and, and free yeah. up some, some waste space. So, yeah, just why don't you... Conte's, Chelsea... just from, yeah, sorry, yeah. just on, on that, on, uh, from, from Conte's point of view, I, I just wanted a couple of, uh, of things. On First defeat for Antonio Conte, I think, reflects as well on him as, as anything else because this, this is a team that, that's been going through difficult times. It's had its issues with Kane and, and System and Delhi and then Dombele and all the rest of it. Um... Can they still can they still grab that full spot, Rob? Or eventually, is their lack of quality going to be counted? And, and I know that we've got the window, so we probably should wait till after the window before we can have a more definitive shout. But my sense is that the lack of quality is going is, is going to slightly put them behind some of the other teams. Yeah, they've got a couple of games in hand over Manchester United yeah. right now, so they win those. Um, yeah, seventh, they go they? they go above points, them. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what I can't remember what you said now at, at Boxing Day, Rob, and we re reassessed who was going to be yeah, top Yeah, I had United fourth. I had yeah, United fourth. We, yeah, I had Man United. Yeah. I just think, you know, yeah. we'll get on to them. Um, mm. I just think they're going to find a way with some of the players they've got, and we'll talk about their game in a second. Um, so, no, but they, I mean, there's, been a, there's been steady improvement. There's yeah. been some truths that we knew we were going to get found out. He's definitely mm. shaken the club up a little bit. Yeah. He's told the... the um, Daniel Levy, what he needs, and it's a matter of waiting to see what the club are going to do now. But yeah, um, yeah, I think he's, he's kind of done what we expected him to do. The football's been better, mm -hmm. 
But mm. you know, particularly today, you know, when you haven't got Lucas, you haven't got Hyunmin Son. Yeah, yeah. Regalon's a good, good left-sided player. There's a lot out today for them, and and um, quality. Yeah. That's three times. That's three times they've lost to Chelsea. Yeah, without scoring in, isn't the, it? in the last without scoring in the last 19 days. So yeah. um, mm. then it's a there's, big. There's just a gap, isn't there? There's not an obvious. Yeah. Gap. Just quickly yeah. before we finish, I just wanted to finish on, on Lukaku. Um, as you say, I thought it was a bit more involved, looked lively. Um, I saw one or two of our friends from Sky were, were, were making comments. Jimmy uh, Floyd Hasselbach came out on something and said he's, he feels he's, not, he's a little bit static, not as mobile as he was, not making maybe one monthly defender run one for himself. Talked about maybe his fitness. It was interesting that Jimmy said, right now, and I think they've got Plymouth in the FA Cup, I'd keep playing Lukaku to get his goals, to get his confidence, to kick him in. He said, he was almost saying like, centre-forwards like me, we get confidence scoring goals in training as well as like anything else. He needs to get back there to yeah. start feeling good about himself. I thought it was quite a, a, an interesting point he was making. Yeah, it's a good shout, isn't it? Keep playing. Yeah. I think it's a good shout. Get goals. I don't know, the, the fitness side of it, I mean, I mean, if he's not fit now, Rob, I mean, I I mean, well, like, I mean, he, he had the injury, didn't he? And he's come back, and I don't know what shape. But yeah. I mean, I Jimmy made right the point him. again. I, I don't know what he said. If you looked at the Lukaku that came back from Inter and the Lukaku now, there's a slightly different body shape. He's not quite as lean as that guy we saw. Now I don't know if that's living in England. I don't know if it's just lack of rhythm of games that he he hasn't played. But he was saying that's where he's got to get back to because he said that sharpness in, in the that in his body becomes a sharpness in his mind. There was just some really in, quite interesting insights, and I thought he's right. Really, he, Lukaku. I mean, what Chelsea could have done today was a three 0 win, and Lukaku gets a goal. That that'd have been a perfect day. Yeah. I, I'll never change my opinion on on the Liverpool game, Rob. Where he was disciplined, he on the back of scoring two goals in yeah. two games, looking good mm-hmm. again, confident again, and all of a sudden, the interview comes. Public yeah. knowledge, and he gets left out of that game—a really important game. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought I thought he looked okay today. I thought he made some good yeah. runs, more active, more involved, happier. Uh, some a lot more crosses in the box, in and around mm. him. I thought was better. So, yeah, but you're right, and I think yeah, it's a good shout by him. Play on and get some goals. Yeah. Just in the FA Cup. Keep, keep in there, get some yep. goals. And one year for Tuchel, actually, as well. A little milestone. I think it's a year for since Thomas Tuchel took yep. over. Obviously, Champions League. Um, in the um, World Cup challenge in the next, next couple of weeks, uh, he's got a League Cup final to look forward to in February. Just, you know, been a decent first 12 months, but as as we know with Chelsea, you've got to keep winning and you've got to start getting near that near the top. I of thought the table. today was important, Robin. That I yeah, thought it was important. Big, mm, you know, really four important. games winless in the Premier League, a little bit of yeah. pressure on. Yeah. You know, is he all that? And some of the criticism started mm-hmm. to come his way and he had a little regroup. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, they got the job done today pretty well. I, I was impressed with Chelsea. Again, it looked a, a little different to, mm. to what you might expect, um, particularly in the last few weeks. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Mr. Rostow, we have a race. Manchester City uh, are not uh, infallible. Uh, they can drop points. One more draw with Southampton at St. Mary's. Um, interesting game this one. Plenty, plenty going on. Uh, City not at the Imperial's best. Southampton deserve a lot of credit. I think that's two draws now this season. Southampton drew at the Etihad, drew at St. Mary's. Um, what we're taking away from Man City? Bit of hope for Liverpool or just a slight off day? For no, guys. definitely a bit of hope for Liverpool. 
And yeah. you said it. I mean, they're, they're human. They're, they're not going to win mm. every single game. There's going to be days where the players, for whatever reason, aren't quite at it. I don't think they were at it in the first yeah. 45 minutes of the game, Rob. And, and Raheem Sterling's chance, chance, I think they're on the 38th minute, where, I mean, you know, it's such a great chance. And yeah. I know you can't score all of them, but Raheem Sterling, like, he's, and he's in good form. He's got good numbers this season. Yeah. He's starting to get, you know, goal scoring again. That was a great chance. It kind of summed up their first half, Rob, I thought. A little sloppy, yeah. a little casual. Southampton, you know, did what they always do and 4-4-2 and mm-hmm. well-organised and compact and allowed the ball to go wide because um, crosses aren't going to really, really going to hurt them so much hurt with them. the way yeah. the City play. Um, I mean, second half was, was better from them, but, you know, it's kind of random with City, Rob. I said this before. Like, they lost to Palace 3-0. That's yeah. Southampton twice now. They've drawn with them nil nil earlier in the season, and, mm. and now, of course, one one. Um, they can do that if they're not up for it. It's not as though you say it's not with City. Well, well, they've got to go to, you know, they've got to go to Villa or they've got to go to uh, Chelsea or the hard games where they could drop points. They could drop points any any game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the nature of the league, isn't it? Yeah, that's the nature. Well, of the I'd league. say more yeah. so with them. I'd say more so with them where they can have an off day and, it, and they could lose because if their football's not great and they get caught. A counter attack, or yeah, I don't know. Just, just, I don't know. It's almost like against the good sides. I don't. Fa- I fancy them to win, and against yeah, yeah, some yeah. random weaker teams, you know, oh, they, they lost what they've lost the Spurs. They lost two two nil to to Palace, and then um, a few draws haven't they since then. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think the pep reaction afterwards, we we kind of laughed a little bit about it in the studio, Robin. We have a giggle in there, you know, at times. Yeah, and, yeah. and um, Pop's, uh, Pep's reaction to the, you know, where he said, oh, uh, we were great. Like, yeah. one of our best games of the season. And the yeah, commentator, yeah. the comment, the uh, the question, the um, reporter said something like, yeah. really, Pep? Like, do you think that was a... Yeah. And he kind of made a fu- funny face and he re- mm. leads it a little closer and said, absolutely, better by far or something. Yeah. He said, like, he does come out with these... He does that one, isn't it? Yeah. He of all people would know that, but he does that a number of times, hasn't he? When uh, I think I remember once he, when he came in early and he drew at uh, Burnley, so that's one of our best performances we've ever had. Yeah, I know. And I was I like, know. Really? I, I, can't, I couldn't yeah. quite see that. How, how are we seeing Jack Jack in the false nine? And and apparently, again, I'm just reading a few reports, Rob, that he waited in the tunnel for Romeo, that Romeo done a good job in front of him, frustrated him, there was a bit of a conversation. And then they both went off to their own dressing rooms. But, again, it, it might take a season. We might have these conversations. And next year we say, right, the slate's clean. He's got to come on. But these are the kind of games, Rob. You don't spend $100 million on a player to say, mm, OK, well, yeah, yeah. You've got to make them better, haven't you? I mean, you've got to make a team better. And it's and it funny. And it, it, football's funny, isn't it? Mm. I mean, who would have thought? Jack Grealish, if he goes to, to Southampton with Aston Villa, you know, we wouldn't be surprised if he runs the show. Yeah. Creates goals, dribbles, one, yeah. assists, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. gets a goal. Yeah. Mm. You know, he always gets the fouls. He's, he's, he's a, he's yeah. a t- constant terror. And yet mm. you put him into a better team that dominate and he's going to get a ton more ball that he doesn't perform. I mean, yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah. Also, by the way, him playing as a false nine again, Rob. He's yeah. played that before and he yeah. hasn't been very good. Mm. Phil, Phil Foden played the left-hand side. Phil Foden's better as a forward. Set, it's almost yeah, like, you know what? I know Foden's our best false nine, but I've got to get Jack going. I've got to get him going. I've got to get him scoring. Mm. I've got to get him feeling good at myself. I'm going to play yeah. him again and mm. push Foden to the outside. 
because I need for, uh, Grealish to get going. His best team now, Pep, doesn't have Jack Grealish in it. It just doesn't. Yeah. But to be fair, he's kept with him. He's going to keep getting him involved to try and get him to get the few goals to get his confidence up a little bit. Is, is this way of playing that we see and sometimes maybe we try and simplify or, 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 or we, we assess it, we analyse it, but may, might there be more learning to this than, than from we see from the outside? You know, Bernardo Silva didn't have a great start when he went in. No, I'm Sterling took a moment. Real we had Mahrez took a moment. Did, might there be more to this system than we're saying, you know, and, it, you know, there's nothing worse, Rob. You know when you're playing, when the mind takes over yeah. and you're thinking about everything, not playing yeah. natural, where Jack would, Jack would play at Villa and just get the ball and go and do yeah. his thing. Is it, mate, is, it, is there a transition from that Jack to what Pep's Jack's going to be? I think, I think there definitely is. I think Jack Grealish in an Aston Villa team can play in a manner and, and position himself where he really wants to be. Where yeah. he can make, he feels in that particular game the most impact. He can't. So do does that he in dictate City. in some way the, the the style of play based on what he wants and and where he wants to play? Yeah. Because because you often felt that, didn't you, at Villa? He could well, pop uh, up in, in all these little spots right. where he wanted to go. Well, an example would be Rob if he's playing as a as a left forward for for Aston Villa and yeah. it's a tight game and he's not getting much ball. It's the this is no good for me. I've got to be on the ball. Yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. to drop back into centre midfield. Drop in. Rob. Yeah. I'm going to get yeah, the ball yeah. there and start spraying it. Mm. I'm going to start finding a way to dribble there. I'm going to use this situation for my benefit so yeah. I can have more of an impact. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong at Aston Villa, mm. but at City, no, 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 no. We, we, we got, yeah. He's doing that and he's yeah. doing that. Yeah, he's got to stay out there yeah. and make it happen. Yeah. And, and I just think finally on that with him, the disappointing part is, and I'm a little bit surprised, that he hasn't shown the ability to dribble past the fullback, mm. like Sterling can, like yeah. Mares can. Yeah, get to and those red zones in that. And that's that, what Pep wants yeah. his wide players to do. Mm. I think maybe he thought that he could dribble past that guy more than he has. Jack Grealish, yeah. for the most part, has received it, faced up the, the fullback. Nah, I'm not sure, you know, Pep, I don't want to give the ball away. He comes back and plays a, a backward or square pass, which isn't what is required. So it's, it's, it's tricky times, difficult times, um, but just keep playing him. Um, and yeah. playing an essential role to try and get more involved in the game, but it didn't really happen. And, and City dropped points. And, you know, we can talk about the gap and we can talk about the games in hand. Liverpool, one game in hand. they got to play them in April. Everything goes well. It yeah, could be yeah. a three-point gap. But that's a long way off, Rob. The April mm, game is mm. a long way off against Liverpool. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I Locked think there is, hope. there is hope. There is hope. They're not going to they're not run away crazy with this league title. And you've got a team as good as Liverpool around um, that keeps the chase up. And yeah, let's go to so it. City drop points. Yeah, let's go to yeah. Liverpool because uh, away at Crystal Palace, uh, never needed a place to go. Patrick's got his team playing decent football. Rarely have they not turned up this season, whether they've won, lost or drawn a game. Um, the game ended up 3-1. A lot of controversy about a second-half penalty for Liverpool with the game at 2-1, Rob. Um, we'll start with the, 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 the beginning of the game, though. And, and Jurgen Klopp, I, I saw again the interview, and he said, whether he was slightly going to, but he said for 30, 35 minutes, we were in charge of the game, playing the football that I wanted, got the goals, and, and, and pretty much controlling the game. And then we lost a little bit of our way before half time. Second half, we got ragged, we got pulled, our press wasn't as good, we weren't as, as, as united as a team. And allowed Palace back into things. And then we got the moment, the um, Jota on Guaita 
challenge that led to the penalty kick that pretty much settled the points and had um, Patrick Vieira furious at the end, having to hold his tongue in terms of what he said. Should we should we start Liverpool first half first and then get into to the uh, incident after? I want to get I want to get straight into the incident. In fact, I get okay. I, there's two incidents, Rob, that were questionable. I think the offside yeah. with Firmino. Firmino. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know what what angles you saw of that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not as blatant as the other one, but Firmino is in yeah. offside positions as the yeah. ball comes in. And he's Tyrant Mitchell, that defender. Yeah, yeah, Tyrant Mitchell, kind of, yeah. You know, he's wanting to challenge. He's definitely yeah. attracted to Firmino, who's offside. The ball is close enough for me for it's... that to be interfering with play. Firmino's kind of in and around it. Tyrant Mitchell has gone over their heads, but he's still got drawn to him in offside position. I thought that... I agree, but I can see why that one wasn't given. To be honest, Rob, I can. What, I can too sort, far away from him, or yeah, that he's not quite. You know, you don't know what. In fact, he's too far away from. Would he? Would he get there on the outside? I'm not so sure on that one. Yeah, I think the right. one that we all want, everybody focused on, was the Jota going yeah. through with, with Guaita, um, and and from again what I saw and what what, what, what I watched of the game, mate. Apparently. It took two minutes, 51 seconds to get to somewhere. So virtually three minutes. It took 17 looks of video from VAR to come up with the decision. And I think most people, and I'm including some Liverpool fans who who were on social media, were saying it was never a penalty. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. You you scratch your head, you get frustrated. We represent the league. We love the league. We cover the league. We cover every flipping incident in the league. Mm-hmm. And when VAR gets over-involved, like this classic case, it's just annoying. One of my best friends is a Liverpool fan and actually was annoyed as well. This is yeah. crazy. What are they getting involved for? And I, and I tell you what, Rob, a lot, lots of incidents this season, the referees right there, close to the yeah, incidents, have got yeah. stuff right, by the way. Yeah, They've calling it right. right. Yeah, Their instinct and is right. Yeah, Their instinct's been right. And mm. VAR... Like someone, get, you, know, you know what? That's, uh, really, like, there's a they find a way to get involved. Go and get involved. The VAR should be sat there or wherever they are, Stocky Park, and they should say, you know what? I've look at this guys. They should run a few videos and like, yeah. oh yeah. no, he's, he's good to go. Yeah, he's good yeah, to go. Like, Don't get involved. Yeah. Like, it's there for the howlers, the shockers, mm. and the fact that that goes back and it takes them so long. I mean, the, that's the whole point. If it takes yeah. that long, Rob, to say... It can't, it can't know, be. Can't. Actually, clear and obvious error. Clear and obvious error. Yeah. That's the point. I want the VR to be like this. Casual, got a cup of tea, mm. having a little yeah. snack. Oh, look, Is um, it clear and obvious? Yeah. Uh, no, that's good to go. On you yeah. go. How many times have we looked at this? Like four, five, six. It can't be clear and obvious. I mean, right there. And then there, for himself, not... Rob, goes over. When he goes over, it's almost like an automatic. Oh, yeah. Thanks, uh, Mr. VAR guy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and by the way, if you if you re, re, re-refereed it, which you shouldn't, it should be about mm. clearing yeah. up this error. Yeah. It's still not a foul. It's still no, not a foul. With no. Jota, the angle. Jota just, puts his his leg out in, in, in an angle the into the goalkeeper, so he can get the contact. I mean, it was a mistake, yeah. Rob. And everybody's yeah, human. I like, get that. It's frustrating yeah. for everybody. And the Crystal Palace mm. fans might feel that two goals shouldn't have been awarded, but that. I just think, come on, we're better than that. And I know yeah, our, our yeah. officials aren't the best around, and um, but that is a pretty rudimentary, basic, good to go ref. Not, yeah. you know, no, nothing to yeah. see here. Carry on, shocker. Yeah, absolute shocker. Um, and just changed the, the way the game was going, and the weather powers could come back in a little bit more of a test. Well, for yeah, said, the worst thing is, you know, 
Well, at this point, like, we've ruined our ch- opportunity to come yeah, back into the game. Of, yeah, coming yeah. something back, and, and, and yeah. that's such a shame. But like, I have to say, Rob, a little bit credit to, to Liverpool. We found a way, close the gap. No Mane, no Salah. They both probably let our oh, you back after the international break. So we'll all soon, that yeah. talk about those guys being away hasn't been um, as difficult as it could have been for Liverpool. And, yeah. and they find themselves in, in reasonably decent shape as, as they come back from the international break. Looking forward to closing the gap. Looking forward to a League Cup final um, Yeah, Chelsea. I just think... Um... You know, I watched the game midweek, Arsenal League Cup. Yeah. Fired up. Mm. Different players coming in, determined yeah. to do well. This manager is special at a lot of things, Rob, but I just think that that continued focus and drive is what's pushing them through right now. The best players are going to, well, best players, their important players are going to come back into the team and, like, so far, good to go. Like, two Premier League games, two wins. Yeah, two wins. You know, we'll see how far they get in the competition. Um mm. There might be another midweek, Rob. I think they might miss one more. I haven't got the fixture in front of me, but Liverpool might miss... Those players might miss the next Could Liverpool uh, oh, Premier in League February. Fixture. Yeah, before oh, the Super okay. Bowl weekend, yeah. I think. But uh, don't hold me to that. But but yeah, mm. but they're doing a great job at that point. And Liverpool are going to be fighting. This manager will demand it. And different players can come in and um, and do the job as well. So well done, Liverpool. Two games, two victories. Oxley Chamberlain, Rob, well done to him as well, because I haven't always been yeah. his biggest fan at Liverpool, playing in a wide position, but he took his goal really well, mm. finished it off nicely. And uh, yeah, Jota, Firmino, Alex, Alex Oxley Chamberlain have been the front yeah. three and have done pretty well. They've done all right, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Just to, to clear that up, the final is on February the 6th, the League Cup final, and they play Leicester on the 10th. So uh, I think they would hope that these players will the, be back. back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come okay. Back from the Af- get to the final but um, let's move it to Manchester United my friend because uh, as ever plenty of eyes on, on Ralph Ragnick and his team who plays who starts who's on the bench who's happy who's not um, I know you've got cause to feel that Ralph Ragnick should be reasonably happy stroke content with what he's seen and how his team are doing right now yeah I mean I, I don't know but I, mm, happy and content it's probably a bit of a stretch, Rob, but he's, there's okay. got to be a little bit of satisfaction mm-hmm. that that he's making an impact. You know, he's had a couple of steps forward, yeah. two or three steps back. He's had to do something different. He's had a few issues. He's starting to get a little bit of criticism. But I agree with what he said afterwards. Like, they can still be better on the ball in terms of their, some of their build-up play and attacking play. Agree with that. Yeah. I would say that they need a little bit more quality to be good at that in the middle of the park and at fullback position. More, I mean, the fullbacks in modern-day football have so much possession with time. Yeah. They can really be important in terms of that build-up play. And the midfield players, I think Matomini's doing a great job, actually. And there's a little bit of a different setup for them, and he's, he's shuffling through the systems, Ragnick. 4-3-3, yeah. three, three. Bruno's a number eight, Fred is a number eight, Matomini holding, Grima to the right, Alanga to the left-hand side. Left, yeah. And at least I'm seeing a team that's got some shape. It's got some structure. It looks mm. like it's a team. It's not letting its wide players run wild. The Greenwood did and Rashford did and Bruno did sometimes under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer where go and, go and do stuff. And they did some good stuff. But of course, yeah. there's no defensive protection from those guys. They are defending as a team more now. Greenwood mm. had one play, Rob, on Jared Bowen where he ran all the way back, way back. and yeah. took the ball off of him. And attacking-wise, it's not brilliant, but at least, again, they're doing it as a team. So he was happy with the way that they're winning the ball back. 
yeah. all due to everybody being involved in that process. I'm a mm-hmm. fan of that, mate. And I'm a fan of, of, a, of a coach trying to make the team stronger by what he's doing on the training ground and not trusting the pace and stuff of different players yeah. and do things in those moments that we've talked about. It, 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 and again, long, long way to go. They got good players to come off the bench. The subs coming off the bench, Rob, made yeah, a massive impact. Yeah, I was going to talk money. about the subs making yeah, that uh, such a big difference. Yeah, and Rashford and Martial, to be fair, as well. So good subs at the right time. Yeah. Really good for Marcus Rashford. You yeah. know, he's gone through a lot. And I've yeah, it was nice him. to see him knee slide, smile, have the teammates around him, the place jumping, because he, he has had a lot. He's had a lot of criticism, Rob, and, and one or two people pointing fingers and wondering... You know, have we seen the best of Marcus Rashford? Is, is, is you know, is is he one of those child stars who's going to do great but not continue? So yeah, well, a really important moment for him. I was really pleased yeah. for him. Yeah, and and Mason Greenwood as well. Like learning the work ethic. I, I want to see Mason Greenwood Rob play and look knackered. Yeah. I want to see him like run up and down, get involved in doing his bits, but feel part of everything that they do. And I know he's only young and. But that's what being a top player in a top team, you have to do that. There isn't many teams in English football, mate, that do well yeah. with one or two kind of lazy performers. Um, so I just thought I just thought it was better. I thought there was more energy about it. There was more tempo about it, Rob. Mm. They moved the ball quicker. I thought there was a, a good vibe in the stadium, great atmosphere in, in this yeah. game. And West Ham yeah. fans added to big, that. Yeah, it was an important <clears throat> game, wasn't it, for, for both these teams. And yeah. Ralph Ragnick's had his criticisms, Rob. Certainly, you know, observers looking in and not seeing any improvement and not seeing this, not seeing that. The the Martial subject that came out last week and who, you know, whether he said he didn't want to play and the manager saying that he, he said it, that he, he would never refuse to play. But whatever happened, he was back in the squad. He had a hand in the goal. There was a big hug for yeah. Martial after the game. Is that Ragnick? Playing the game a bit was that Ragnit going, keeping the door open and, and yeah. managing the situation well. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not do that? Why not? I mm-hmm. mean, Martial might be like, "Get off me!" You know what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But yeah. you know, why not? Why not? And and, and I I felt, I well, know I felt good for the manager because he's been a little bit, yeah, a little bit pilloried a little bit. Like you know, what are you doing, mate? Are you going to get the respect to the dressing room? You could be gone yeah. in a few months' time. Yeah. You know, do they want to play for him? But he's trying to improve them as a team mm. and that's the job of the coach Rob not to pander to the star players that want to yeah. stay on the pitch or they want to stay high up the field and not come back he's trying to persuade them to be a team and that's what <clears throat> you know whether people agree with me or not I am seeing that as a different look to Ogona Solskjaer now the quality yeah. might stop them doing what the fans want most weeks but mm-hmm. at least you know I, I felt it was better again next game might be back to back jump back a few steps yeah um but you know i, I just felt i don't know old trapper's gone through a lot of tough times recently and and the furky time goal and the knee slide and rashford smiling which hardly mm. ever happens <laughs> was a good moment for him good moment for the manager west ham would be frustrated rob and devon Moyes was frustrated where did the time come from yeah frustrated it was kind of a counter-attacky goal they scored in the last few minutes mm. there um Suchet was back in midfield at declan rice uh, it just, yeah, they never, and again, you can criticise the way that West Ham played, Rob, but again, United made it hard for them to play. Yeah. Because they worked pretty hard the without the ball, and that was part of the performance. So 
I just thought as well, when you know, and this is going to be one of the challenges of, of all those teams looking for fourth. And I think why we both felt Manchester United might get there is the, the quality, the, just the depth on the bench. Rob, that Cavani, yeah. Rashford, Martial, Van der Beek, Lingard, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lingard, Mata, yeah. Uh, Matic. Yeah, yeah, I look at West Ham, Yomalenko, Kroll, Noble, Vlasic, Johnson, Masuaku, Diop. Just a different level of what you can bring off. And, and I think that's the thing that might hold Manchester United in good stead. Yeah. Is that depth that they're able to go to, and we can get you know, the Rashfords and, and the Van der Beeks, let's say, and Cavani and Martial playing at a level where these 16 first team players there, then, then mm. that, looks, that starts to look uh, a lot more appealing for them for that full spot. Just got to keep it going. We've got to keep it going, Rob. Yeah. Got, to, yeah. got to get this momentum. I know there's a break now, mm. but yeah. it's a, I guess it's a shame in some ways, but. Keep it, keep Champions it League well. kicks in as well. Got Atletico, oh, I believe yeah. it is. Atletico Madrid coming up, so that, that's never an easy one. So, no. yeah. Difficult sort of few months coming up, but signs of improvement and signs, mm. I think, Manchester United grabbing that full spot now. We want to stay there. Let, let's move on to um, Arsenal. Um, they were at home to one of the teams struggling for, for any kind of uh, results this season, Burnley. Ended up nil-nil, Rob, and didn't see all this game, but some you know, highlights that showed plenty of Arsenal good chances, plenty of Nick Pope's decent saves, plenty of Burnley defending as we'd expect Burnley to defend, um, maybe not scoring goals, having lost Chris Wood and got money to spend, but at the moment haven't been able to bring anybody in, but we have to go down as a disappointing performance and week for, for uh, Arteta, knocked out of the League Cup, um, 2-0 at home to, to Liverpool, and then a 0-0 draw with Burnley. Uh, they've got games in hand, Rob, but they... They need to, you know, be getting the results if they, if they are going to be serious contenders for that full spot. Yeah, I mean, no question, it's a little disappointing for the Arsenal fans. Mm. Um, you know, we know that the progression the team has made. Rob, uh, it was funny because it, it, you know, you looked at the lineups here. I think it must be the young, one of the youngest teams ever from Arsenal yeah. against one of the oldest teams the Premier League's ever seen. <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of the olds versus the youngs. You know, in the small side yeah, of games in training it, yeah. on a Friday, you have a yeah. game at the training ground. And you're like, well, how shall we mm. split it up? Uh, yeah, North yeah. East, and that's how olds be the young. Under-25s versus over Yeah, whatever it is, they yeah, split up yeah. the squad by, you know, olds mm. v. Youngs, and the olds often win the, won those games yeah. just, just by nerves and stuff like that. Yeah, I just how, felt yeah. that Burnley, had a, 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 they did what they normally do, four four two, very narrow team, mm. and I think that works perfectly against an Arsenal side. You know what, let them go wide. There's a ton of space out there for the full-backs. Yeah. Okay, you do that, because then what you're going to do, they're going to cross the ball. Cross it, they, yeah. made, they made 31 crosses, I think Bernie headed nearly all of them away with yeah. Ben Mee and Tarkovsky, Rob. Mm. It's a simple, easy-to-execute game plan. And the two big chances, the highlights that we go through, of course, in the studio, yeah. you know, it was noticeable. They came from combining inside, going yeah. right through the heart of the mm. team. I think it was Lacazette had one Lacazette shot. Had one, yeah. um, but that was it, really. Otherwise, they were just, oh, yeah, here's a space. Oh, there you go, then. There you go, then. Crosses. So, well played, Burnley. Nothing yeah. different. They had a few injury issues, of the COVID issues. Um, well done for them. Typical Burnley grinder. But, I don't know, just needed a, a little bit more cuteness from the team. I don't yeah. know whether he could have tweaked the system a little bit. Arteta, he played kind of three in midfield yeah. with the two eights and a holding player. He could have gone to two holders and one as a number 10 just to try Underneath, and yeah. Yeah. be an option, Rob, to play through the middle of the team, you know, uh, uh, and force that and keep trying to do that instead of, wide crosses head out yeah. so yeah. yeah not not quite at it Arsenal that they have been but well done Burnley three weeks mm. since the last Premier League game and they're grinding they're trying to fight for everything they can get no goals from them again 
but a couple of looks going forward. Um, but yeah, you know, Arsenal now sixth place in the table. Probably, is that probably about right for them? Where, right? where they sixth. should be, probably, probably. Fifth, sixth, you look, fifth. Yeah. You look at, at Lacazette, Rob, as well. It, it is Was this kind of evidence on the days when a more clinical striker wins you the game? It's a nil-nil, it's against a Burnley, it's, against, it's tough, it's not going great. Yeah. And you win it one nil because this yeah, Mo Salah gets you a bit of magic, doesn't he, and, and wins you the game. You know what I'm going to say next, Rob. I mean, I you know it's water under the bridge, mate. But mm. that's why the whole Pierre America Bamian thing. Man. Yeah, yeah, you know, it looks like bridges have been burnt. Mm. But would it have? I, I, we don't need to go there again. But but could it have been handled differently? Yeah, where the Bamian situation becomes right. a, you know mm. what mm. about yeah. you know come yeah. back in again. Let's try and get you going as a striker. You know, I know they're looking at, at, at Dusan Vlahovic from Fiorentina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Robbie's going to have that, he's going to have some bigger, bigger yeah. options. Can't see I, that happening at the moment. I, I think yeah. he's going to have a pick of a lot of the big teams yeah. in European football. Um, but the Abamyang's kind of done. It looks like there's no yeah. future for him at Arsenal Football Club. It's just when they don't score and Lacazette has a couple of opportunities he doesn't take. Mm. I always think because I'm a big fan of his football, Bamiyan. Yeah, yeah. You know, his I don't numbers know what, are good as well. His numbers are good, Rob, aren't they? His yeah, the conversion good, rate's good. Consistent, so. um, but that looks like that option's gone yeah. now. So, yeah, they'll come back again, Arsenal. They'll take a little break now. Um, but it was a bit of a disappointing day for the Gunners, yeah. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's move on to West London. Brentford versus Wolves. We had it all going on here. We had drones holding up the games. We had another Wolves win. Uh, sneaky Wolves, I think we've called them in, in the past. And they're sneakily again uh, picking up results. Uh, a little bit uh, disappointing for Thomas Frank and, and his team. Um, I mean... This being a large fella, mate, is I mean yeah. he's not quite got he's not he's not maybe the personality and the, the media uh, attraction of a Thomas Frank who looks well, speaks well, has got you know good words and, and, and a nice turn of phrase. But this Bruno Large didn't have to go about his business in a good way, mate. I think the longer it goes on, the the more we should be talking about Bruno Large. Uh, to mm. be fair, Rob, on this podcast we've we've given a lot of praise to the way he plays. Yeah. And we know through his interviews that he works I think he said once 80% of their training is about attacking play and attacking yeah, themes and how they can yeah. create and score, mm. which is a player. I love, love to hear that, you know, or, or as yeah. a, sorry, as a pundit now, I'd love to hear managers and coaches talking about how they attack yeah. and how they can improve. They're doing this when the front players haven't been as brilliant as maybe they have been in the past. No. Well, Jimenez is, is getting some goals, etc. now, but um, hasn't been at his best. Pedro Neto is a brilliant player that they've, he's been injured for a long, long time. So, they're finding ways to win without utilising or relying on their some of their star players like Raul Jimenez. So, it's, yeah. so that's impressive, Rob. And, you know, I'm sure it's way too early for for us or anybody to talk about Brunelage in, in a different job and maybe climbing mm-hmm. the ladder in that regard. But you've got to be impressed the way that he talks, his philosophy of the game, and, of course, most importantly, how the team are playing and the results that they're getting. Entertaining yeah. football, Winning yeah. football, yeah. you know, defensively strong football, just 16 goals 
against, which I believe 16 against, is the yeah. second best defensive mm. record in the in mm. the Premier League, two goals behind Man City. So, well but done, 90, Bruno. But only 19 scored, mate, which, which is, which is yeah. bizarre, isn't it, as well? You yeah. know, less than Newcastle, less than Watford. And, and again, you, you just, because I, as I was watching this, uh, saw this game play out and... and Made me think about, and, and again, listen, Thomas Frank's just come into the league. We've seen some good things. His team have disappointed a little bit of late. Um, maybe the quality of the league, the, the sort of um, relentless kind of intensity. But just in terms of two managers, I get the sense if if a, let, let me chuck out, I don't know, let's say Everton were looking for a manager. I'm not, I'm not saying either of them get the job, but on the basis that, Thomas Frank or Bruno Lars win the running. I get the sense that Thomas Frank will get the job more as much based on his persona and his personality than actually is nuts and bolts football. So Bruno Lodge is always going to be one of those, I think, that will be slightly underappreciated. underappreciated. Yeah. And he might, you know, because of he's not particularly media friendly, doesn't give you the line and the quip. He's not as kind of bubbly as some of the guys we see or talk with the phrases, um, which is a shame and which should not overlook, you know, listen, Wolves still have a chance of finishing in top four. I don't for any one moment think they will, mm. but, you know, after a difficult start to the season, they were being installed brilliantly. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job week in, week out. And obviously as a coach who does a lot of videotape, looks at the opposition, works strengths and weaknesses. His team are really well set up, understand what they're doing, which we see with and without the ball. Um, it's just interesting, isn't it? How persona and public uh, image has has a part to play now in in in, in these big decisions. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess the other one, Nuno got a job, didn't he? Nuno's a bit like that, yeah. a bit dour at times, and did get his 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 slim <laughs> his slim opportunity mm. at Spurs. It went away very quickly, but it's a good point. Mm. I think it's a good shout. And, and I thought I thought Thomas Frank let himself down down uh, Rob at the end of this, where he's he's getting into the face of Joao Moutinho, who scored a brilliant yeah. goal. Moutinho, mm. Ruben never scored as well. And those two players got into the face of Thomas Frank afterwards. He got a yellow card. He got a red card. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. careful, Brentford. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. You've, got a, you've got a really good first half of the season, but you're not out, you're not out of trouble. You, you could easily sink down lower in this Premier League, and I think that's something that we've seen in the past. I've been in a team that's, that's done that, and, like, you have a great first half. You run out of steam. So, Brentford have got to be a little bit careful. They need the manager to keep composure, yeah. keep his control, and make sure... You know that he can bounce back from this. So um, yeah, a bit of a blow for Brentford, having a bit of a bad patch, mate. Um, but no, Wolves are the story here, and well done. Mm-hmm. A great result for them. Two teams always well coached. Uh, so we believe Brendan Rodgers at Leicester and Graham Potter at Brighton finished up one-one. Um, the KP Stadium about right for you. Brett, Brighton's football well, deserved a, a, a point. Yeah, it's one of them t- uh, today, Rob. Where. We had three games going on at the same time. Yeah. So yeah. you're trying to kind of look. And, and, and mm. when I looked at this game, I mean, Brighton were, were dominant. Yeah. You know, the football they play, again, I'll say it, they look like a top six team. They play lovely football. They got creative, skillful players. I saw Trossard doing some great stuff. Um, you know, you off, I mean, I looked at their bench, Rob. I, I, I commented today on the show on it. You know, we know the budget of Brighton isn't a huge budget, but yeah. they don't have to use their money well. They don't have to recruit well. This is the bench today. Tarek Lamptey came on and looked a million dollars, by the way. Tarek yeah, Lamptey, yeah. Lewis Dong, Adam Lallana, Danny Welbeck, Solly March, uh, 
Moises Casado, which is this young kid that they've just brought back, yeah. I think, from loan yeah, somewhere or a new yeah, signing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they're not amazing players, those guys, mm. but they're, they're good first-team squad players. They yeah. can rotate in this group. Pascal Gros sometimes sits it out. Yeah. You know, Neil Mope sometimes sits out. Danny Wilbert comes comes into the game and scores a brilliant header. You know, from good play down the right side for Brighton. So, forever, or, or continue to be impressed with Brighton. You know, Leicester have got problems with, you know, injuries and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Brighton, for me, are the team that I want to watch. You know, one of the teams I want to watch in this Premier League with the way that he coaches, the football that they play, and just individuals. You know, again, I, I, when I looked over at the game today, again, there was times when they trying to be a bit fussy around the box and they can yeah, shoot yeah. and they don't. Um, but they were the team that looked to me, mate, in the last mm. parts of this game, we're going to look to try and win the match. Um, so well done, well done, Brighton. Continue to do well and rotate in their squad yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem to affect the way that they play. That's what I'm getting at. But you know, not like City in that in terms of quality, yeah, but they yeah. can change players their vision, their vision and it doesn't yeah. really affect them. What, what a lovely mm. position to be in mm. so you can keep people at a good level of fitness and get too tired because you've got others to come in and, uh, and take their places. Pretty good. Yeah. Puts a, puts a trust in his players, Graham Potter, um, and he's now got a group of, like, say, 16, 17 players who can rotate in and out and the quality doesn't drop too much. Um, let's get to... One of the dramatic games of the weekend, Everton, uh, without Rafa, Duncan Ferguson in charge in an interim caretaker basis. Facing Aston Villa team led by Steven Gerrard, so that adds a little bit of flavour to it. And um, it was Villa who got all three points against an Everton team. You've talked about maybe Brentford not being out of it, an Everton team that are going in yeah. the wrong direction pretty quickly. Um Give us your thoughts on this one, mate. Should we start with Everton? Is that the biggest story? Yeah, I mean, got... at, or should we start with Villa being the win? Uh, let's start with Villa. I mean, i got yeah. a lot of thoughts about... I have a lot of thoughts anyway, but this particular game as well. I mean, we all know what's happened at Aston Villa, Rob. But mm-hmm. it wasn't long ago where they couldn't get into the Premier League. Yeah. Dean Smith comes and does a great job. They almost go down. They build. They're slowly building. They're slowly building again. They're bringing more players in this January. If you look through this team, Rob, and I'll quickly go through it, it's starting yeah. to look like a very good team. Mm. You know, on paper and in mm. performances. In Matty Cash and Luca Digna, I, I mean, two very, very good, very yeah. good fullbacks. Operators, yeah. Tyrone Mings, Esri Konsa. Yeah, there's sometimes... Possible, upgrade, possible upgrade. Upgrade might be needed there. Maybe in the possible. future, but, but generally yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Emi yeah. Martinez just extended his contract to 2027. Yeah. Good goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Midfield three, Robbie Earl. Hmm. Douglas Luiz, 23 years of age. Yeah. Player, central guy, Brazilian. Got a little bit of this, a hmm. little bit of that. Good player. John McGinn was back in the side. Jacob yeah. Ramsey, great game against yeah. Man United. Mm-hmm. Young, local lad, through the academy. Yeah. And a front three... Or two behind the one. We've got this Christmas mm. tree formation going on with them. Philippe Coutinho, brilliant versus Man United. A little yeah. harder to have an impact on this one. Emmy Buendia and Ollie Watkins. So when you when you think about the, the, the parts of a team, defensive midfield player, skillful uh, midfield players, attacking ones, number 10s, Coutinho, Buendia, striker, can, pace, can run in behind, good attacking yeah. fullbacks. I, I'm liking the way mm. this team's coming together. Um and and on that, on that, I think what we have seen so far as well, and I'm going to go to my underappreciated performer, it's an Aston Villa player. It's Emi Buendia. Yeah. 
54 million dollars from Norwich City. Struggled, mm-hmm. struggled mm-hmm. to. Well, not fair on him really, but live up to that. Struggled to have an impact. Just three assists, which is improving. I think all of a sudden, continue at the club. I, he seems yeah. to have stepped up a level, and yeah, he has been underappreciated, and maybe rightly because he's been disappointing since his move, Rob. When you expect more from yeah. this sort of footballer, but in this team. With Coutinho there as well, because I'm sure there's a, there's definitely a team or two that's got mm. Coutinho in Buendia's spot with other players to come in as well. Danny Ings could come in, for example. You yeah, could play Watkins yeah, yeah. And, um, and Coutinho and not Buendia. He's got to step up. And I thought he was the best player for Villa in this game, Rob. Mm. They get they get the 1-0 win. He's the guy who scores the goal. Um, I thought he, Emi Buendia, deserves a little mention on this podcast. And Villa in general, for yeah. a manager that's... I don't know. I'm almost waiting for, for Steven Jard to have a, a bad moment or two. I mean, he mm. looks super confident. Yeah. Anytime the camera's on him, they've won. Or, I don't know, it's been, there's been an improvement. They've got a point or something. He talks great. And what, of course, I, I listen and watch all his, pod, his, yeah. um, his press conferences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I know they, they're going to... Well, I, I know they're going to climb the league. They're not in a brilliant place right now, mm. in 11th spot. But the way the team's coming together, the football that they play... Uh, I, I think Aston Villa, as we know, mate, are trying to go places. Yeah. I think they will go places, mm. given even I think there's other players mentioned, Rob, rumoured in the transfer. I know that yeah, um, yeah, Luis Suarez, window, yeah, yeah, they, they got a goalkeeper on, didn't they? And, yeah. Bringing Luis Suarez, mm. can't think of who is now. There's another top player that's been linked as well. Yeah, um, but no, I, I really love Villa, Rob. I let you get in there because good victory. We'll get to Everton in a minute, but I just mm. wanted to see what your thoughts are on Villa. Yeah, absolutely. Buendia's good shout. Just got into the, picked in the Argentina mm. squad as well for uh, up and coming internationals with uh, Emi Martinez. And, and you're right. And, and I actually, I'll tell you why, why I sort of smoked myself because I remember Stephen Gerrard's first game and it was about 60 minutes on the clock and he dragged Buendia off. And then, if you haven't remember, things like still me. Wendy sat down and had a bit of a yeah. tantrum, more yeah. to himself than to anyone else. And and it made and, and as he was going, I was thinking, he's probably thinking, new manager, obviously Dean Smith bought him for big money, new manager, I've got to make the most of opportunities. I've just come off after 60 minutes and I thought, right, now you're going to have to prove to Stephen Gerrard what your level is. And in a short space of time, I think he's gained the trust of the manager, starting to play much better, starting to express himself in a way. Um, so good, good shout, Emmy Wendia. The other one, the other mention I just want to give, and I think we've done it a couple of times. It was interesting. Again, I was down in this Kansas City, um, US convention, and a couple of people had talked to me about a guy called Michael Beale. You'll see him sitting next to Stephen Gerrard in the dugout, the yeah, MB coach. on his screen. Coach, apparently, Rob, a lot, a lot of store goes into Michael Beale with the work that Stephen mm. Gerrard does, and Stephen Gerrard's about a team. It was interesting that when Stephen Gerrard left Rangers, Rangers were prepared to keep Michael Beale and even possibly offer him the job. And one of the things that Gerrard, when it got held up a little bit, I don't know if you remember when he signed for Villa, that he wanted that backroom staff. We know um, Michael Beale's with him and um, he's, he's got Gary McAllister as his assistant. But Michael Beale has a big and will play a big role in things going forward. And it's so important, Rob, that these... Players like a Stephen Gerrard, high profile, you know, can walk in a dressing room, has got all the presence, but you've got to have a good football break behind you. Good person who knows the game, who can offer up things and systems and ways of playing. I often felt 
France backroom staff lacked a little something, and that's no disrespect to Jody Moyes, who did a great job and won the youth things. Yeah. But I think Frank Lampard at Chelsea could have done yeah. with a Michael yeah. Bielas person next to him, who just challenged you in a different way. So I just want to mention that from Villa's point of view. Second point I just wanted to make, mate, was as you were just talking about Villa, and look, it's a very different Villa from even Dean Smith's Villa, and it's a different feel about it. Villa are everything Everton want, want to be right now. Everything Everton want to be right now, upwardly mobile, signing decent players, look like they've got a manager going places for the future, young team that, that can be aggressive, that, OK, needs a bit of building, but for all that we're talking about at, at Aston Villa, that's who Everton want to be and are some distance away from it. It's so funny you said that, Rob, because it's my thought, it was my thoughts going into this game as well. And it comes down to the leaders. It comes down mm. to the chief executives and the directors of football. I mean, as I said at the start of this game, Rob, Villa were a championship team struggling to find a way out. How yeah. about, how impressive mm. have they been as a club of recruiting? They spent money, but recruiting in... I mean, look at the difference of the teams, Rob, and where they're at, Villa to yeah, Everton. Yeah, Everton yeah. has spent all the money and more that Aston Villa have, but look where they are. This is, this is, the, this is the key... And this is why there's a sit-in protest about the board at Everton, because it is possible Aston Villa have shown that. They've not yeah. bought 20 players. They got promoted. They almost got relegated, but they've spent money in good areas, good recruitment, mm. good decisions with managers, and they're in a blimmin' good situation now to go on and do really well. Where Everton have had the, you know, a similar group, because they were Premier League players, a Premier League team before Villa were, and they've had all that money to try and grow it like Aston Villa have. So it goes yeah. down to the most important thing we always say about recruitment, and that comes down to leadership. Director of football, CEOs, Perslow, whatever, Aston Villa, the other guy, that the name that is, is, escapes me right now, but they've got good, experienced professionals in the higher-up areas with, yeah. of course, some money men, and, and Mashiri can be the money guy at Everton, but he's got to get mm -hmm. a brains trust that can make good decisions, good investments, good signings, to bring the club forward like Villa have. So I'm going with your point yeah. and I'm rolling with it because it's a great point. And Villa growth and where they stand right now is blimmin' impressive and frustrating for Everton yeah. because they could have been something like that. Um, and they haven't been. And now they're in a situation, Rob, where just a quick, quick word on them. And we all love Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. You know, but some of the names mentioned to the for them of uh, Frank Lampard and uh, Fabio Cannavaro, Cannavaro Wayne yeah. Rooney, Lampard. I don't I don't yeah, trust yeah, them to make yeah. the right decision. Um, mm. But what I do know is it's not Duncan Ferguson, and 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 we know for short term boost he's great. Yeah. But I throw it to you, Rob. In terms of style, right? We know what Ferg mm. uh, Ferguson was going to do, yeah. and we saw it to a certain point. Yeah. Is the old school four four two get it up there? Win the second balls, get it wide, swing it into the box, sometimes like Burnley as well. Is yeah. that style philosophy dated? And are yes, we absolutely. seeing, I think we are, other mm. teams, smaller teams, Rob, that are going yeah. away from that? Palace, Brighton, Brighton, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Newcastle trying to be expansive, yeah. Brentford. Yeah. So. You've got to have more than that now, Rob, to win a yeah. Premier League game. The first thing I saw Duncan say, and, 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 and he's right in, this should be given, but you know, we'll work harder, they'll know what they want from me, but all that stuff is great. But at some point, you've got to have a bit of ability. You've got to change up. Defenders now, 
you, you, me and Tarkovsky, if you keep crossing the ball in there, we'll keep putting their head on it. And they're not going to stop doing that. You've got to break them down with clever play, with more possession, with moving people around. And you've got to get a manager who has that philosophy and insight. You've got to get a good coaching staff who can work during the week to, to deliver it. And then you've got to get a group of players who can play to that level and, and believe in what you're doing. And at the moment, Everton have got none of those. They've got none of those. And the guy at the top who's helping mix this thing and pull it together, they've got none of those. They're starting from, from base. Now, in some respects, that might not be the worst thing in the world because, you know what, let's build something. Let's go in for a team. And, and again, I talk about Brighton. You look at Stephen, uh, with Graham Potter, talk about Stephen Gerrard uh, at, at Villa. Ambitious young managers who I still think the Everton job, obviously Joe's out of, is a different situation now, but like a, a Graham Potter who not only can come and manage this club, can build a football club, can build, can bring in the right people. I heard Dan Ashworth, is it, who's, who's a, yeah. bring in the right yeah. people, put that structure in place, play the kind of football, buy the kind of players you want. You just talked about Brighton squad, probably stronger than, yeah. than Everton squad. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what is, on, is, a, is, a, is an opportunity. That's what Everton can be selling. And that's why they still should be thinking about big names or, or important people who they probably, some people think, oh, they'll never take the Everton job. Well, they should be. And they should be yeah. given the, the, they should be selling that to get those, those people in. Mm. Listen, Robert, let's, let's move on quickly. Let's, let's kind of wrap this up now. Yeah, we need to wrap this up. It's tough to yeah. talk about all the games uh, yeah, yeah. with great detail. Uh, mm. Where are we next? The next one we, is Leeds, we were Leeds and Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle winning a game, uh, first game away from home. Huge win for, for Eddie Howe and his team. Obviously, mid-January window, still got, I'm sure, some business to do. Eddie Howe said they've been linked to every name in the sun out there in, in, in global football. But important to it that while this is going and before the window closes, they keep getting results, Rob. They keep getting the... the, the the, the three points that were needed, and this was uh, big against the Leeds team that looked like they'd hit a bit of form. Yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, just quickly on it, it's massive for Newcastle, massive for them. They, mm. You know, again, they're a bit of a team that that it looks great, excitement is built, they get a they yeah. get a, a decent result, then they they take a step backwards. This is a brilliant result. I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of local up there, Leeds and Newcastle. You know, yeah. it's a bit of a dar- a bit of a, a derby up there. Um, really good. I thought Chris Woods looking bright for them. Mm. Didn't get his goal, but he's looking good. I think Leeds are going to continue to be good some weeks, bad the other weeks. It's the way that they do yeah. it. Um, but Newcastle, that's such a that's such an important three points for them. They will try and improve even more. The team is better now. Um, yeah. But that, for now, puts them in a spot, Rob, where they, they can really see an avenue out of the bottom three, my friend. And there's another, they've got another 17 games to go. Yes, I know that Burnley and Watford have got one game on James and Burnley got three games. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a long way to go now, but but in general, I just think Newcastle are going to find a way to get out of it. And this is a big step mm. in the right direction. Let's, let's finish it off, mate, with a big game at the bottom of the table. It was Watford at home taking on a Norwich team that, you know, this was the classic relegation six-pointer. It only, well, the three points or the six points, or however many points you want, only were going one way. Norwich won the game 3-0. The scenes I saw from Watford, mate, were um, and there was was this the delayed one with the the, the floodlights? Was this yeah the twenty minute yeah, floodlights flood went out one, didn't yeah. they? And, and all you know and this weekend you say strange weekends. Yeah. Um, my takeaway scenes of, of, of my thoughts of this was your best striker loses control of himself, gets a red card. 
you lose 3-0 to the team that doesn't score goals and Rafa Benitez got sacked because everybody sh- should believe they, they should beat Norwich. Fans streaming out of the stadium at the end of the game like voting with a feet the same good enough. Dilly ding, dilly dong on the side of the pitch, <laughs> sort of standing there. It's all going dilly wrong for him at the moment. It's like, can he hang on to this job? I think I said on in, in jest on our podcast a, a week ago, I think we said, is this the end of, of Rafa? And I went, ah, Rafa's got one more job, probably Watford before the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows with this group? I mean, could this be him done, Rob? Oh, yeah, I think it is. I think we, we reported a couple of uh, early reports, Rob, that, that it's imminent and yeah. that the club and the playing staff are, are getting used to the idea of somebody else. I think it's, yeah, I think it's done. I mean, you have that amount of games, you have mm. that bad a record, you know, and you drop into the bottom three after getting beat at home yeah. by Norwich 3-0. I mean, that, yeah. that's, you know, you missed one thing, Rob, in that little description there. You missed mm. the obligatory... Uh, tight shot on Gino Pozzo, the owner oh, of yeah. what? Yeah. Stand. You know, we know what he's thinking, and, and mm. it's the way his philosophy is. His team is his team. He's already made three signings in January. He'll probably do more. He'll probably rotate some others from Udinese and Granada yeah, and bring him in yeah. to make Watford as strong as he can. And he'll look for another coach. We all love Ranieri. He's had no impact on this team. He's had yeah. no impact on them. They've got some good attacking players. Um, somebody else could organised defensively and they might nick some I, I tell you it, it, it's the right time to change yeah. right now I, I disagree yeah. with other other sackings at this club now um, is the right time I, I, I was driving car home Rob the other day I said it on the show today and on the radio talking about the possibility of Roy Hodgson to come mm. back into football out of retirement organise them let those front players run free when they can counter attack mm. Mm, um, but it is a big Sam or it is that sort of yeah. feel because they have got some decent players you know with some of the other teams West Brom and all that um, it, it felt like it was never going to happen mm. um, so somebody else will be coming in yeah, some, the, yeah. The, next, the next Premier League game they're going to play they're going to have a different manager for sure yeah I just wanted before we wrap things up my underappreciated player of the week uh, my friend I wanted to give it to a US-born international, Josh Sargent, who got a couple of goals. Has not found it easy since his, I think, $11 million move from Mudder Bremen uh, to, to Norwich. Um, got himself a brace, a bit of a scorpion kick with, it, with his first one after Pookie does well uh, to, to lay him up and, and gets his second goal. I believe he just had, had a daughter a week ago. I think it was 21 years of age. Just had a daughter January the 13th. So huge celebrations for, for him and getting his goals. It's not been the easiest time going into a noise team that, that struggled. But 21 years of age. And I just did a little... Rooting round, Robbie's got um, two goals in 19 in the Premier League, got 13 goals in 72 in the Bundesliga under Bremen, five goals in 19 USA international appearances. And he's one of those players, Rob, that's quite interesting because you would think an USA international playing in the Premier League, who's gone for decent money and has played at Word of Bremen, would be a regular part of Baralta's team in the USA scene. And he's been a bit in and out and... You know, since Jody Altador, the, the, there's no one... I mean, Pepe's come in and, and probably made the, the position his own. He's obviously moved now to Germany. But, um, you know, Sargent's been in and out of, of squads, which has been a little surprising. Um, this can do him no harm. And certainly, I just... 
Those first goals, Rob, remember when I played in the Premier League or went to the old first division as, as it was at the time and you get your first goal, it kind of just gives you a belief that you can play into, and, and, and do things at this level. And, and it's one of those, I remember that, you know, Chelsea away, I remember at Stamford Bridge, scored late on the first goal and, and, and I'm sure he's going to remember this goal in, in very much the same way. Yeah, I remember the day, this day for the rest of his life. Um, he's only 21, Rob, you know, you yeah, forget, he's yeah, 21. He's kid, and you yeah. think about the two goals he scored, I mean, totally different. I mean, the first one, what a good, what a good finish, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's behind, behind him, him yeah. you know, to kind of execute that. I mean, some might say it's lucky. I'm not having that. It's not lucky. Mm. It's like, well done. Like, you've done really well. And then the second goal with a, with a, a towering header, attacks it yeah. really good at the back yeah. post, heads it into the ground, into the corner. I mean, he's a good size. He's got good energy. Played on the right side of midfield, he shows the determination to run up and down, which in modern day football, I don't care where you are, you've got to work really hard for the team. Mm. He's prepared to do that. I think you make a good point about the confidence that he can gain from this. He's 21. There's yeah. upside. There's mm. upside. He's in, a, he's in a Premier League side that's that struggled, and, it, and it's you know it's not easy to shine in a struggling team. Um, you know, without sort of getting crazy carried away. You know, that's that's a really encouraging performance from Josh Sargent. Yeah. His interview afterwards, you could see. In fact, he was still, he kept smiling in the game. Kept, <laughs> kept, every time he looked at yeah, the camera, yeah. he was smiling after <laughs> what he'd done. So, well done. It's a great shout and mm. appreciated because I think he has been. Um, I mean, no goals and no assists, I think, coming into this game of 18. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was kind of Two out goals. of nowhere. Um, mm. But what a performance. What a game. Yeah. What a win for Norwich. Yeah, Dean jumps him out of the bottom three. Yeah, jumps him out. I mean... Bottom. I mean, Can you believe it, Rob? I mean, the God. last few weeks are getting hammered yeah. and we're like, well, the kind of table says they've still got a chance. <laughs> yeah. And they're Crazy, showing it? it right now that they have. Last question for you, my friend. Any changes to what you think in terms of Norwich's ability to stay in the league? Or is this a little flutter, a little <clears throat> a little bit of hope that's going to that's gonna distinguish and, and go away over the next few weeks? Dean I know you missed, you missed the Dean's flipping... Yeah, Dean Smith and Norwich fans, I'm sorry, but I just think oh. they will eventually slide Succumb. back into the bottom three, so come to it. I just think the quality and the depth. And But listen, I'm fingers crossed and I'm hoping for Josh Sargent, for Dean Smith, for Nor- for Norwich Football Club. They're a great little club. They've yo-yoed up and down. They've got really Daniel Farker really made a big decision, went with Dean Smith. Let's see if Dean can prove a little bit of magic. But that was just the end, mate, of, of a very crazy, important and dramatic weekend in the Premier League. City finally dropped some points. It gives Liverpool hope that we still have a title race at the bottom. Now he's jump out of the bottom three. Newcastle win away. And Everton couldn't get drawn into a relegation fight, could they? As with the Premier League, we're going to take a break from our podcast over the next week or two. We'll be back in early February when the league kicks back into action. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening. Be safe and stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.